Hello. 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 Welcome to a Christmas edition of the Glittery Bones of Advertising. It looks like a few of you have got a little bit of Christmas going on. I just did some decorating, you know, just <laughs> stuff I had lying around the house. It's, it's quite good, really. I'm impressed. You also look really incredibly real. You didn't have a big yeah. window like that, did you? Um, I, we're renovating. Okay. <laughs> I, um, I've, got, I've got Charlie Brown's Christmas tree. Just Thank Charlie you. Brown, how come you got his tree? Oh, have you not seen Charlie Brown's Christmas? It's one of the great joys of uh, Christmas. Huddle around a television with your family this year and watch it. Okay, I will. It's ages old and it's just a joy of, uh, you know, gift giving and the, and, the, and the genuine joy of friends and family. I reckon I might have seen it over the journey, without a doubt. Are you talking about Charlie Brown, you know, Peanuts? Is that the... He gets the worst little Christmas tree and it's just it can only hold up one little bauble one. That's oh, horrible. I like that. You don't feel sad, but they're rejuvenated by the spirit of Christmas. Well, um, <clears throat> in the spirit of Christmas, I thought we'd just take a quick look at something that looks a little like this. Tell me what you think of this. You got a little bit of John yeah. sort of drawn into the whole thing. Yeah, I love it. It got me. It got me in the feels. Oh, the the soundtrack. Oh, that was like I'm a big Blink One Eight Two fan from back in the day. So, um, and also like the whole mystery of it all, the whole start of the ad, I didn't know what it was about, but I was, it was like a really great storytelling piece. Like I wanted to know what was happening next and what was around the corner and like what the final hook was. If I didn't know that that was an ad, I, I didn't feel like I was, well, they're not selling anything, but I didn't feel like I was being pushed upon. Like I really was intrigued and wanted to learn more about like the journey that we were going on. I think like the storytelling was just so beautiful. I Yeah, I love it. And I love Christmas. So, of course, I'm going to love pretty much any Christmas ad. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I loved it. When it came through, I like sent little love hearty faces on our email. <laughs> And I was just all gushy. So, JD, I have to be, give a big clap to oh, you. That was right. 
I, uh, I loved it. I just love that whole kind of when you it's that what's going on. Mm, yeah, it's not you know, not in a dodgy way. Like I really, it's a story. I want to hear the story. I'm a, I'm drawn to stories, and Christmas stories. Like it doesn't, it doesn't really matter that you don't know that it's, you know, it's it's Christmas or you know whatever. It's just like he's this guy, and this is what he's doing, and this happens, and then that, and then ah, oh, oh, it's beautiful. I loved it. Oh, I loved it. <clears throat> I did. I did. I loved it. There you go. That's it. That's all I had. That's all I have. It's just super that. People who like naysay on Christmas, I feel like sometimes it does bring out the best in us as well. Like there are lots of campaigns around Christmas that are centered around giving back and, you know, um, people who aren't so fortunate, like ensuring that they have a good Christmas as well. And I think I think that's the beautiful, obviously it's super commercialised now and once upon a time is a religious story, but there is a really, there are some positive things that happen around this time of year that that are sort of exacerbated by the whole festivities of it all. What's the history of this John Lewis brand, Johnny Boy? Give us a bit of context here. Well, John Lewis do, uh, do a great, everyone looks forward to the John Lewis Christmas ads like every year they do something and you think oh that's it oh they can't top that and then and then every year it seems like they go oh no oh no they made me cry again the bastards like they had a I had a Christmas thing I think it was then they had the Christmas carrot they had a carrot they did and it made people cry it's like yeah no that's not supposed to happen it's just a fucking carrot but you know (laughs) I really I really like the fact that they're unashamedly prepared to embrace what makes us feel good about Christmas and, as a result, make us feel good about them at Christmas. Like they're not, it's not a, it's not a, an absolute kind of um, shoveling of commercialism down your throat. It's like, remember what this is all about. Remember, just get back to the heart of it all. And they do it. They do it every year, and everyone loves them for it. Everyone loves them for it. Mm-hmm. So you know, cannot I cannot fault them at all, especially this year. That's glorious. I actually think like there's a, other brands that have a much more commercial standpoint on it. Like I know in the US that lots of airlines do Christmas ads, and it's all about you know returning home for the holidays and that whole gushy story, <laughs> which I feel like. It's it's just a different ball game. It, ha- it it does have that commercial edge to it, and I think obviously that um, what these guys do really helps um, make it feel much more organic and and true to the core of their brand, rather than um, any underlying commercial objectives. Do you, do you remember? I think Air Canada did uh, did a promotion in London. They're in a pub. It was two pilots, Air Canada pilots, in a pub, and there were a whole lot of Canadians, like where Canadians hung out. And they started talking about Canada, and people saying, "Oh, gee, I wish I could go back to Canada for Christmas." And these pilots were bringing out free tickets to Canada and handing them over in this pub. Amazing. Yeah. I, Great promotion, just like, yeah, come home. Yeah, come home. Get back to Canada. Yeah. Australia Post does it pretty well as well. I think I can't think last year's campaign or maybe the year prior when we were all in. The girl up the tree. 
Yeah. Or the cat up the tree or something. But what about this year? We looked at it. Floating around and he eventually comes down and someone picks him up and packages him up and sends him back to Nana and she gets to put him back in the display on the front lawn. Now that to me is an absolute ripper. That really got me because I love the idea of a Santa just floating off and he's like, you know, he's floating around everywhere, he's checking everything out. And then he's got caught on, of course, Dan Andrews' new wind turbine, <laughs> blown the air out of him, and down he comes, and then old mate from who knows up to Upper Kumbuck the West sees him and I'm going to send him home. <laughs> nice. Pretty much the pitch for the concept, I reckon. I really loved it. It was a good <laughs> one. It would be that one. I must say the um the, I, saw, uh, I saw a guy on a motorbike this morning on the on the southeastern dressed as Santa waving at uh, waving at passing cars, like just driving along the southeastern, just you know. Why well, wouldn't you? Why well, wouldn't you? I say. Why well, wouldn't you? Well, um it is the festive season and uh I think we're gonna have a quick chat about what the fuck? I don't care which one of you lead us off with our what the fuck today, but someone I would like you to just to kick it off and decide that we're going to talk about what we're going to talk about. Go on. Which is, I think we're talking about the next four years. We are. Yeah. Talking about so we had, um, we had a fun time on Saturday where everyone went and got a went and got a um, snag in bread at a local primary school <laughs> and put their little bits of paper in the, the ballot box. Um, yeah. And Dan the Man is back, back again. Guess who's oh, back? Yeah. Dan is back yeah. again. <laughs> so it'll be like, what, 12, no, 8 or 12 years in total when he's done. Well, this wow. is 12, so he's going for his third. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep, so yeah. To, Which be, is pretty uh, crazy because I didn't really – even know who he was until COVID, really. Like he wasn't really in the spotlight. No. Um, so yeah, I guess be it what it is, and the people voted, and I'm I tell you, upset. I, I, I heard, <laughs> I can't do anything. I heard so many people say, "I just wanted someone else to vote for." Him. Yeah, I wanted, like it seems like the Liberals were like, "We not him. We won't do yeah. that." Yeah. Like it's just the liberals are definitely seem to be a bit of a sinking ship, really, based on 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 what on their results as well. And I, I don't know anything about politics. Like I'm just basing this on polls and like little graphs that I've seen float around. But I don't know. Matthew Guy was a pretty terrible candidate or spokesman, but. I think this was there no one better? <laughs> yeah, I think this result is very telling of how terrible Matthew Guy is and not how great Dan Andrews is. It's yeah. just like it's just telling that no one can could go that way, unfortunately. I thought, and the big yeah. shift in the Greens as well, like the it's not like a green slide. They've got two four seats. seats. Yeah, they got two more. It's like that's not Sorry, they said that about the Democrats and the Democrats went like that. They said, like, it's just I um I can't believe that the Liberals are now saying we want to like we need a fresh face for the Liberal Party. We've got four front runners and they're all white middle class middle aged men. Like that's, that's different. That's 
How, how refreshing. That Dan could do what he did for the pandemic and yet still get re-elected. Now, whether you think yes. he did it right or he did it wrong, there's an enormous amount of people and businesses that were impacted by what was done as a result of the pandemic. And, yes, you're right, there was no playbook and we'd never done this before. But for mine, the most extraordinary thing is to think that the other guy is that shit. Yeah. That you can have someone do what he did for two years and basically and lock still this get state down and yet still get back into power. I was just blown away that that could potentially happen, but not only potentially happen, but then did happen. So mm. to everyone else's point, I think it's it's an extraordinary situation where the other guys are so bad and so poorly organised and run that their campaign at its best was a young lady waking up like she's woken up from a hangover with Dan Andrews there. I thought if that's yeah. the best you can come up with, fuck yeah. me, shoot whoever wrote that ad now. Shoot ah. them. Because that was the worst piece of shit that has ever it gone out across so anyone's crazy. fucking campaign ever. It was, it was so odd, wasn't it? Like you could just reiterate all and of Andrew's the shitness. Would that not be enough but to it, say like this is what happened? But they had nothing else to say. That was the problem. They had no message to deliver other than we're going to cut all the things that Labor's told us was good. And then Labor just had the most perfect scenario with this peanut that attacked our ambos last time, fucked up the hospitals, and then got sacked after the last election. But we 